This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up? Welcome to the Scroll Down. I'm Nicole Thurman. And I'm Marcel Arguello. This is our first episode of this podcast. Are you excited, Marcella? I am excited. Are you excited? I'm pretty excited. I got You're excited. in a library? People can't see the image, but this shit is hilarious. Your little library book collection. Yeah, you guys can't see it looks this. Like a, it looks like you like a, a Zoom background you found online, like library, and then you used it as your Zoom background. I know. When I was sitting down, I was like, this looks fake. But yeah. this is the apartment I'm staying in. I'm in New York. For everybody listening who doesn't know, I'm in New York City um, subletting this apartment from um, an acting teacher and old, old lady. I don't think she listens to the podcast. She like better not. But yeah, so she has like she has like 3,000 books, this old Russian lady, and she loves all of them. And she was saying that maybe I would read some. And I was like, no, probably not. But thank you for the apartment. <laughs> I love to read to put myself to sleep. I'm like, this is boring. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will fully even do that on my phone. I'm just like reading an article and that way I'll fall asleep. But yeah. looking at social media, I'll stay awake. Yeah, but. for sure. How are you? What's going I'm on? Good. You're doing uh, a lot of shows lately, right? I am. I'm opening for Phoebe Robinson tomorrow. You guys don't know anything about that. This will we'll be over by the time you hear this. I'm opening. I'm opening for Nicole Byer next week at Largo. That's going to be fun. I'm I'm like so pumped to just perform. I, lo- I mean, that's like I love stand up. Stand up is my number one bitch. And uh, I'm like so fucking pumped to just be performing. I love opening for people. It's the yeah. easiest. It's so much fun. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Why is it fun opening for people? Well, be- like for Phoebe, I'm doing 20. Like last weekend, I opened for my friend Frankie Canones, who has a HBO Max special that's really funny called Super Homies. Um, and it was so fun. I was hosting for him. Hosting is a lot of work, but I love it. Yeah. Cause it's like shorter sets. Like I'm a headliner, but I'm like a low level headliner. But like right now in the pandemic, audiences are so pumped to be out that it's like, I want to get in front of other people's audiences and just like blow their minds with my new shit, with my old shit, my impressions and just like, Fucking kill yeah. it. Ooh, imp- oh, yeah, you do your I Beyonce. Do Beyonce. It's, a, it's a blessing. It's a real blessing to be Beyonce. <laughs> you know, Nicole, you know, it's a blessing to be here at the scroll down. <laughs> thank Ooh, you. Beyonce, thank, thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you so much for having um, me. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I followed you on Twitter was I think I saw you doing a Beyonce impression. I was like, that bitch is funny. Which I guess <laughs> brings us to the scroll down. Everything we want to get into. We're here to bring you the hottest news, the clips, and the viral moments that you can enjoy being outside without missing an internet beat. Uh, We are social media freaks (laughs) who are always online. We see what's trending. We see what people are talking about. And so we're trying to bring it to you. All right, let's kick this off with our main character of the week segment. Every week, guys, we're all talking about one person every day. There's something going on on Twitter, on social media, and we are here to dissect it. And a classic tweet that this segment is based on is a tweet from maple cocaine and he said each day on twitter there is one main character the goal is to never be it but we're going to talk about the people who decided to be it on the main character main character you're trending main character our main character this week is Britney spears i think she's the main character in everybody's week for a few weeks now she is Still locked up. She also she look is looking good. Can we just start there? Like I I've followed her on Instagram for a long time, and like she just looks so good. I hate it. It makes me so upset. That's I'm like what, she's still ripped. That's what uh, talking shit will do. Well, it frees you from the chains. Well, it's also like uh, you think she looks better now for a particular reason. Well, because she has nothing else to do, so she's just like you know working out, fucking her man, like dancing, 
and just having a blast. And um, so even like she's, I mean, she's like a, when people are in prison, right? What do they do? They fucking read books and exercise. So that's where she's at. Yeah. You get to go in the yard yeah. for your little, your little rec time. So yeah. Do some pushups. She does look good. I know, I don't follow her on Instagram. Oh, you should. I like to just go and pop It's a little chaotic, sometimes. but I, I recommend it. It's like, it's just fun to see her dancing. I'm just like, yeah. Cause I like to dance by myself in the room, you know? And like, it's just nice to like see her be her and be a cutie pie are you looking at her instagram right now oh i'm looking at it she posted a pic that said sam looks like such a dad in these i mean let's kind of make him a daddy i know exactly well she wants to make him a daddy remember like the whole shit about the iud and Mm -hmm. they won't let oh my god the whole shit for those not Mm -hmm. keeping up which if you're not keeping up what are you doing uh but we're here to bring you all the info on britney but she finally spoke at, at, in court yeah. about um, what's been going on. And if you haven't listened to that or read it, it's pretty intense. She's like totally of right mind. They really right. try to make her sound like she's fucking incapable of doing anything. And that right. written statement she read out loud was so on point. And it really made it was really heartbreaking to hear like how shitty her her dad has been to her, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. man, money is Mm -hmm. fucking evil, bitch. Money Money is evil. evil. When you your parents treat you like a product, shit's going south. You know, that's not good. We're in a bad. Exactly. It was crazy. Like the whole thing was crazy. I read (laughs) I read like half of her statement to my mom because I was just like my mom was visiting me and I was just like, oh, my God, did you hear about this Britney Spears? Because it's really intense. intense. And it's like you could tell also that in the way she was talking, she really really just needed to get that yeah. shit out like she had yes. been waiting to talk about this and i'm pretty sure that they wanted to close the court but she was like no let's leave it open so that people could well and it. did you see that they're I, they're trying to change a law now that won't allow people to have access to that shit which is like also like jesus these people will do anything to fucking muffle a victim mm-hmm. and it was yeah. nice that she really let it all hang out because um, i think she knows that she doesn't have any other chance it's like now or never and but because of her statement yeah all the like her uh her her court appointed lawyer who was actually chosen by Jamie Spears her dad um he uh-huh. it has now resigned some of the other people representing her have now resigned because uh because uh-huh. she exposed that she didn't even want them she's like she was so sweet it's so funny when people are like cause she's from the south so she's like sweetly talking shit she's like i've come i've gotten real close to my lawyer but he's still a piece of shit and uh, it was really it was really yeah. sweet but also very sad She's like, I'm not going to play. He's like, she's like, bless his heart. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. And I bet I think that also like the lawyers and all of these people involved and the the, uh, judge, maybe even Prentice Penny, who's a apprentice is that how you say that uh the producer on insecure and like mm-hmm, he produces mm-hmm. tv shows he's been getting a lot of shit so i think that like the fans are also going after all of these people which i mean i don't personally agree with that part i agree with them raising hell and like making their voices heard because that's obviously how they got to this right. point but they the lawyers have been getting death threats like people have been going after good after i think it's good after all this shit came out well because people didn't know yeah, I think that people need like once that shit got called out, it's like those people have been just kind of skating by and making money yeah. off of that for yes. 13 years. So, yeah, so they it's yeah. good to call them out. I don't agree with the death threats because I think the Internet's lost its goddamn mind. I mean, the death threats are always subjects. empty. You know, like I, I remember getting like death threats that when I, one of my tweets went viral uh, because it was like talking shit about Republicans, whatever. Fuck them. And oh, yeah. um, it was just really funny because it's like you're sending me a picture of a gun and you're telling me you're going to kill me like 
dog, this is so not a good use of anybody's time. Like I'm, I don't feel threatened by this yeah. at all. And it's just, it's, it's, right. it's comical that that's what people do. Um, but, uh, but I mean, yeah. it does get serious at a certain point until, yeah. And when they start doxing yes. and sending and saying they're going to exactly. mail something that I've seen, cause I've seen this shit get out of hand and I, I, yeah, people get so ragey and I think they, but they, they do have a reason for that because it's not just Britney Spears that's dealing with this kind of stuff. If she's dealing with it and she's exactly. on this level, think about the people that have yes. no money, that have no control yes. and no power of their lives. It's still so, um, archaic. So um, she's, well, I was going to say she's getting a new lawyer, uh, um, yeah. forget his name it's not confirmed yet but he's like repped a bunch of big names in in hollywood and he's like one of those guys it's like we're gonna get her out of this conservatorship and it's like oh i believe him and yeah. and i really mm. hope that he does it would be awesome if he can do it yeah i'm not really super familiar with this story but like i do think that there was a chance that the that the judge was gonna keep the conservatorship as is even after her statement it just kind of contributed to it. But I do think like hopefully the process will keep continuing and then she can eventually get out of it. You know, people were, were trying to rail in, into the judge because um, the judge didn't didn't take Jamie off of the conservatorship. But it was because Brittany's right. supposed to like file these certain papers and like she does. It, yeah. Unfortunately, you still have to abide by these fucking laws that, that they've created to make it harder to get out of this shit. But that like that shit still applies. Right. So hopefully she gets everything and that, done. Yeah. And I, apparently she did. She filed yeah. the right paperwork. And hopefully in the coming months, like shit will hopefully change for her. But and her mom yeah. had said that uh, she she can care for herself and, and she should pick her own lawyer. So it's like, thank God the mom is finally trying to trying, trying, you know, I mean, what can you do? I mean, we need people to like speak out and and like her speaking out is going to help other people speak out. So it's, it's, you know, yeah. Against any abusive exactly. situation, Free really Britney, bitch. I want Brittany to come out of the freedom tour. And when this shit's all done, yeah. she's going to come out with that freedom tour. And she's going to be like, instead of it's Brittany, yeah. bitch, she's going to be like free Brittany, bitch. Doom, doom, free Britney, doom. Bitch. Shit just drops. Did you remember, um, was it Miley Cyrus? That was like oh, free yeah. Brittany. This shit is stressing <laughs> me out. Me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's stressing me the fuck out. That shit was it's like, great. Yeah, no, you're speaking for all of us. Yeah. We're all fucking stressed. Brittany, we want you to get free, baby. Get free girl it's got to be so hard I mean it's like when you're when you're young and you think like oh I'm letting my family help or like my family's going to be involved with this process but then you don't realize how powerful how rich you're going to get and how much that makes people lose their fucking mind and they took their first opportunity they said oh she seems like she might need you know might be having some mental health issues and so then they just immediately jumped on it it's really it's really disgusting what they've done but we support Britney free Britney Listen to Bab Gray and mm-hmm. Tess, Tess Barker's new podcast called um, Toxic because they yeah. they were one of the people that for, these are my homegirls and they look and expose that shit. Right. It all kind of started with that this guy that like left this anonymous voicemail uh, to to Barbara and, and Tess for their podcast and it kind of just exploded from there. So it's like really being a, a nosy, messy bitch can be very helpful. They always want to like judge me when I'm getting like a little bit stocky online, but I'm like, bitch, did I or did I not? catch something that you exactly. did not because I was looking yeah, deeper. When, That's the thing. When people people do the whole like, you got to mind your business. Everybody's always on the mind your business tip. And it's like, nah, I don't know. That's not how you help other people. I mean, you know what I mean? I think sometimes yeah, a nosy bitch. It's okay to yeah, put sometimes your a nosy bitch mm-hmm. gets the job done. Have you seen this Addison Rae drama? I, do you know who Addison Rae is? I don't know who Addison Rae is. Can you please tell us, Nicole? 
Yeah. Do you really not know? Or no, I really don't know. I don't further than. No, okay. I really don't know. Um, okay. So uh, Addison so, Rae is a TikTok wait, wait, star. You're so what? excited to tell me who this Addison Rae bitch is. Your face got like. Girl, my hair is falling out of the clip. I'm about to knock all these fucking books in this apartment over. I am excited. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. But um, she's like a TikTok star with like an insane amount of followers. I mean, I just don't get TikTok dances unless it's like people that you can tell are good because TikTok dances to me always look like people just kind of flopping their arms around. Yeah. Weird movement movements but anyway so she has been getting super famous and she's like in the she's all that remake they're like doing a gender swap she's all that oh remake. I, I remember seeing um, something so about that's, that yeah and she's like friends with the kardashians i don't fucking know anyway so she tweeted something earlier this week uh she was like i guess covering a ufc fight for i don't know for the ufc people <laughs> and she tweeted i studied broadcast journalism in college for three whole months for to prepare for this moment very funny. And people... It's very funny. Funny. That's funny. Funny, light, quippy. It's just a little quip. It's, it's not also, a thing. It's if also we tweeted a fuck that, you. See, now that's what, that's what everybody said. That's what that... Because all people that... All the journalists that are sitting at home and mm-hmm. mad about something... <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have good reason yeah. to be mad, I'm sure. If, like, if you're not working a lot during the pandemic and things are just tough in the field of journalism in general, I get it. But, I mean, that tweet is a, just straight up just a funny little quip she was firing off. And people have been going crazy about it. And, like, <clears throat> journalists are like, well, I studied for four years and I can't get a job. Or, like, my friend, you know, did this and that. And it's like, now you know that's not what she was saying. She did go to journalism mm-hmm. school, I think, at the University of Louisiana or whatever it is for, like, four seconds. But she was not literally saying, I studied for three months. Ha ha. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. I mean, but That's she, so, you said it was a fuck but, you, though. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, it is like, I, I mean, I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with her at all. But if you read it and you're like, yeah, that is a fuck you. But it's also hilarious because she's kind of reminding people that all this shit is bullshit i mean all those like the ufc even like the boxing have jumped on these these big tiktok internet stars to get the followers and the viewers i mean that's the thing unfortunately all this shit i mean how many auditions or your agents have reached out to say like oh they want and they real straight up say they, they they want you to have more followers and you're like wait a minute what am i signing up for like I thought this they yeah. wanted me for me. I mean, that's the thing. This bitch isn't talented, yeah. you know, but she's made no. it work. Be like, I went to theater school and I can't get a job on TV, but this person who, you know, started making TikToks two months ago is now taking like the lead in a movie. Yeah, that's, that's very annoying. annoying. But it's also, unfortunately, everything is about numbers and money. And that's what this shit boils down yeah. to. I mean, I, as much as I hate it, I mean, that's the fucking facts, right? Yeah. And when someone has a ton of followers, they give you free ads, money. You automatically have a huge platform. All she has to do is say, I'm going to be broadcasting at the UFC fight. And she automatically has 100 million TikTok followers that are going to watch it or whatever. It's also, I mean, how many untalented people before social media fucking got fame and fortune? There's plenty. There's plenty. Like, this is not something new. Like, so much of the industry has been like, who will say yes to everything we ask them to do? Like, that's what people want, you know? And she she has kind of set that up for herself. But that's, she's a product. She's a product of the Kardashian era. Like, she probably does not even know a life before, like, television before the Kardashians, you know? She's 20, so she does that. So this, since she was, you know, cognizant exactly. of television, she's been seeing the Kardashians exactly. making money for, for just, you know, being, being products. A, being and, a pretty girl. it's crazy. Yeah, like, the everybody looks like them yeah, now. Yeah, it's weird. It's really interesting. I don't even, everybody looks like they're, like, getting cookie-cutter faces and yeah, bodies It's the build-a-bitch concept, like, yes. That's another another TikTok star actually has a song called Oh, build yeah. A bitch. It's good. <laughs> it's a good song. 
she's, she's funny. Very weird. I feel like she she seemed almost like a bot to me, but she was like a real person because she just was like so perfect looking. She didn't look like she could be a real person. Right. She looked almost like a robot. Well, yeah, they get the, they, 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 it's like the Mr. <laughs> these are all these girls that grew up with Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head and they're like, I can make my own face. Yeah. But it's like, obviously it fucking works. Obviously a lot of people want to look like that. And yeah. like. Instagram filters, all of those things are just making people be like, I want to look like this all the time. Let me it's go dangerous. make this happen. Like, you guys, we got to be ugly online mm-hmm. or else the whole world is going to explode. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other guy, another main character. Have you, you haven't heard of J.D. Vance, Who is J.D. Vance? Okay. <laughs> um, let me tell you who J.D. Vance was. J.D. Vance is an author. Um, he's a politician. He's running, I think, for, like, senator or some bullshit in Ohio. Um, and he uh, he wrote Hillbilly Elegy. Did you see did Hillbilly not. Elegy? I don't Ooh, it was I, I think that was one of those that I just watched because we got a free screener of it. And I was like, I hate that I watched this. I was, I, <laughs> I think I saw it and I was just like, why do I want to watch Hicks? I don't. I just don't. No. So there's, you don't want to watch it. And I, my thing is, I don't want to watch fucking Glenn Close and Amy Adams play Hicks either. It's, yeah, like, it's that really was just weird. So, it seems so false. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just find somebody that feels a little bit more Give me some unknown ugly ridiculous. people. That's all I ask, okay? That's all I ask for in dating, in friendship, Unknown and on movies. Ugly. Um, but J.D. Vance tweeted, Serious question. I have to go to New York soon, and I'm trying to figure out where to stay. I have heard it's disgusting and violent <laughs> there, but is it like Walking Dead season one or season four? Oh, wow. That's- okay. First of all, in that thread, there are pictures of that bitch in New York before that. So he's been to New York. I mean, he's just being a dick. He's just being a dick. Yeah. It's another thing where it's just like somebody's just putting like a little shit post out and then everybody's like, oh, fuck you, like going crazy. Yeah. And also with this kind of thing too, with like politicians doing this, to me, it's always the same shit. They tweet something crazy and then everybody blows them up by quote tweeting. Yeah. They get a bunch of new followers. Yes. And so it's like, well, congrats. You just figured out how to get new followers. It's by being a piece of shit. Yeah, people love pieces of shits. They really, that's, I feel like also like since Trump hasn't been on Twitter, people need uh, someone to hate. Oh, yeah. And they need someone to pile on. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene was one for a while. The fact the fact that people JD share Dance her tweets, the fact that people share her tweets, like the fact that I see her tweets, I'm like, you're helping her. I know. People like to dunk. Everybody, they all fucking want to be Kobe just dunking on these fools. It's like, you are not Kobe. You're being a fucking idiot. You're helping these people. That's what um, Saeed Jones tweeted something about that. He was like, making JD Vance the main character by dunking on him is the best thing that could happen to him. He knows this. I thought we all knew this too, but every week white media Twitter gives another one of these dangerous clowns a huge signal boost. It's crazy making yeah, me watch. that's fucking on the money. Damn, that's I didn't me. even read that tweet. That's so, exactly. that's fucking on point as fuck. It was the same with even the Kardashians. People being like, oh, these, yeah, I hate these girls. They're so stupid. And it's like, what's well, all we're talking about? Yeah. So they're famous yeah. now. You know, like J.D. Vance, you hadn't heard of him. I hadn't heard of him. And then all and of now a sudden, we're talking about him. Oh, my God, him. we're adding. Yeah. We're making things worse. We're part of the we problem. are the problem. This is so. We're part of the problem. We are the problem. <laughs> Twitter was popping off this week, I feel like. I don't know if people were just hot so they didn't go outside or what it was, just, but it felt like everybody was going back to that I shit. I just love that it's just like white people being crazy online and everybody else just reacting. <laughs> Y'all ever notice how white people be crazy online? White people always being crazy online! 
Cat, Cat Williams, is that you? Well, every week when we talk about the main character, we're going to be talking. We're going to be part of the problem. Fuck, what is wrong with us? We, this was a horrible idea. Should we cancel the podcast right now? <laughs> First episode, <laughs> last episode. You know what, guys? Uh, we made a bad, we made a horrible mistake. We're going to log off now. So uh, thank Bye. you so much for listening to the scroll down. Me. This is, we're being very smart right now we're on our first episode. We're so stupid. We're fucking dumb, dumb, dumb. All right, y'all. We got to pay some bills. It's commercial break time. And we're back. We are ready to get into this next segment called Hella Old. Oh, I'm so old. You like how I'm doing? Oh, oh, my back. My back. Oh, Nick. This week on Hella Old, uh, we want to talk about Juvenile releasing a PSA for people to get vaccinated called Vax That Thang Up, where he is just redoing his old hit, Back That Ass Up. But it's Vax That Thang Up. And it's so funny and weird. And I loved every second of it. Someone pointed out online that I wish I wrote down the, the person's Twitter, but they were like, say what you will about the juvenile song. I'm just glad he's not anti-vax. Right. And I was like, <sighs> well, I, there's a, a lot of um, hesitancy within... Uh, black culture to not want to get the vaccine. I feel like people have been talking about that because it's like, you don't know what the fuck is in that shit. Yeah. You don't know what people, you know, because of former like experiments and people and you, it's hard to trust the medical system when a lot of times they're being discriminated right. against. And so it is really good to have like a black artist, a black artist being like, yo, y'all, y'all need to vax that thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I agree. Like, let's just do it. It's like that. It's nice to have somebody doing it's that. It's like that old Chappelle bit where he's like, what does Ja Rule think about this? But it's like, yeah, actually, what does Juvenile think about this? And he thinks that you should get vaccinated because like this shit has gotten so yeah. political and people forget yeah. that like um, vaccines have helped for so many years and, you know, the the percentage of, of, of bullshit is so slim and uh right yeah people should get back so i hope you guys are vaccinated because i mean i'm also going out dancing after this we record this and i'm really hoping the dj plays backs that thing up because that shit is hilarious <laughs> it was also like my friends were pointing out they're like some of these girls weren't even born when this song came out the girls in the video that are dancing oh yeah like, some of these girls weren't even <laughs> born when this shit first came out and it's like fuck why'd you gotta say that bitch it's so crazy it's just crazy seeing these people coming back and like having not heard from Juvenile in so long and then he's busting out his old jam. It's very satisfying and also slightly like weirding me out. Like I watch it and I'm like, oh my God, this is what we're doing now? But like, good it for de- you. Get the it money. You always gotta make that money. <laughs> it definitely made me be like, wow, we're yeah. so old that they're doing parodies of their own shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, because yeah. I always think about how when people are first coming out, especially rappers, okay? When they first come out, they're so not willing to compromise themselves. They're trying to keep it real they're not about selling out like lately the rappers are all about selling out but back in the day in the 90s like they weren't they weren't about selling out they weren't about that shit like it was hard to get them to compromise their beliefs and shit and uh this is not i would not say that this is in the vein of selling out i could see how somebody might think that it was but this because this is a life and death situation we're talking about um but (laughs) it definitely made me be like wow like it definitely made me feel old i know Especially seeing his face, like they're they like Manny Fresh. They yes. look old, you know. 
And we all know yes. black don't crack, but that there is so a certain crazy. point. There is a certain point. If you lived a rough life, that mm. shit starts to change your face. Yeah, it don't crack. Yeah. But it starts to sag a little bit. Gravity does hit it. Especially if you had if you had a partying 20s, you know? Yeah. Which you know he yeah, did. Yeah, it's really weird. It's somehow you just don't see them for years what 20 15 20 years and then all of a sudden they're back and you're like oh my god holy shit i forgot all about them i mean i wouldn't say i hadn't seen them in 20 years but i i did a festival in uh, i did hyro day in oakland many not many years like a few i don't know five six years ago maybe maybe less i don't know and he was there juvenile was there and i was like ah back in my little flat butt i was like i'm gonna back this pancake up i think that song is having a resurgence because of the internet and because of people doing like videos like that Mm. that you're talking about like when you hear that song like the beginning of it women like run into the dance floor just like dropping everything to make sure they bust it out that song that song i'm obviously very cool (laughs) that song i mean even to this day if you fucking play that beginning like women rush still to this day bum rush the dance floor we're a little slower when we're running but we we are running out there (laughs) right we might throw out uh you know an ankle or a back but we gonna get there Mm -hmm. and we gonna pop it yeah we're we're in our orthopedic shoes back in our ass up but you know we're still doing it i know you can't stand it dick banded done landed maybe they'll turn it into a musical back that ass up i know you can't stand it dick banded Lynn Manuel, don't keep him away from everything good. Gorgeous, we love it. Yeah, that's crazy because now, now ninety eight was what twenty years ago? No, how long was it? Why would you say that? I can't. Why are we doing the math? How we get so old? I think you needed. I don't know, but it is weird, man. Our producer says Lil Wayne was a fetus. Danielle says Lil Wayne was a fetus fetus. when that shit came out. Lil Wayne still looks like a fetus, though. Yeah, I always think of that like. What do people do when they're famous, but then they become not famous for like 20 years? Like, what, you have to make money. I mean, that's the thing. That's the big debate right now. I've, I've seen a couple, like I've seen Godfrey post some shit like, okay, you got your money, but, you know, dot, 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 homeboy. But yeah. it's it's super complicated when you get used to a certain lifestyle. And then, which is why I'm happy that I'm the, I don't have the fame that these people do. Because I'm like, I can't imagine having that type of fame. And then shit just teetering off and, and yeah. then you're just fucking at the grocery store, juvenile, just, you know, buying tomatoes. You no longer have a personal shopper. As you buying them tomatoes, huh? <laughs> As you eating them avocados, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Making guacamole, huh? I imagine someone's following him around doing that and he's just like, man, I'm just trying to buy some fucking tomatoes. All yeah, right. We love juvenile. Okay, so another amazing, hilarious, fun segment we're going to have on the Scroll Down podcast with Marcella Arguello and Nicole Thurman is called Neurosis Nimit. Nimit, Nimit, Nimit. Nimit, Nimit. Can I have just a Nimit of your time, just a, babe? Just a one little minute. Talk, bitch. Um, I feel like I'm a very neurotic person on the internet. And so the Neurosis Nimit is going to be discussing all of the weird social media interactions that should be meaningless, but we notice or focus on. I think it was like a week or two ago, I replied to a guy on Twitter, like he said something and I was like, haha, yeah, like something like that. Very simple. Just kind of like trying to acknowledge, like I saw mm-hmm. your comment. I already know what you're going to say because you're going to be like, bitch, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to be here. Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, but I like I just like said something to him, like nothing. And the next thing I know, it's like late. He's like following me on Instagram, you know, commenting on all of my stories commenting on my Instagram. Yeah, jerking it to the gram. <laughs> That's my sound. Just like that. 
just like that. And then like even you and I had an interaction on Twitter where like we you posted a tweet about like what's going to happen on the podcast, da da da. And then of course he was the first one to respond. Mm. Like he's just all over. He's finding different avenues like DMing, liking pics, commenting on pics, commenting on, you know, posts, commenting on other people's posts, anything. And I'm like, what do you think that that's going to get? That's what I want. I mean, he it's wants like, more attention. He wants to interact. Get. That's what it is. You give him a fucking crumb and they act like yeah. it's a cookie. That's I mean, that's that's their life. These men are losers. Mm-hmm. These people are losers online. I always get so <laughs> bummed out how like little women respond to anything I post. And then when they do respond, it's fucking awesome. It's usually on point. It's really observant. It's really funny. Yeah. And it's so few and far between because first of all, women know when to shut the fuck up and dudes just don't. Right. They're just like, yeah, I mean, I respond to everything you're saying right now. And you're just like, no, you yeah. don't have to, you don't, you don't need to reply. But yeah, and I feel like you go through these phases where I mean, it, it's definitely reply guys. And then it's there's got to be another word for like the next level of a reply guy when they start to like go to your Instagram and go in your DMs. Losers. Every day. It's like, called losers. losers. Nicole. These right. men are losers. I'm going to sing everything. I'm in a very singing mood. What do you say? You're going to sing everything. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm in a I'm very. It. I like it. Yeah, I'm in a very singing mood. I love to sing to you. I think it's also this closet I'm, like I'm in. Um, that's not a gay joke either, guys. Come on, everybody, relax. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Guys, stop, just stop being weird. I think that we say it all the time online because, like, it's just very obvious when a guy is, like, jerking it to your pictures and hoping that you're going to respond to him. Like, they just like all your pictures. They go in there and they just leave emojis and ha-has and you're just like, bro... Stop it. And you can't even react. You can't react because they love nope, it. That's what they want. you already reacted once. And that's why. Yeah, exactly. You already reacted once. And that's why they won't leave you alone. And I think that this guy, I'm pretty sure he already followed me on Instagram. So I'm pretty sure what happened was he unfollowed and then followed again so that I would see him. And mm. I'm like, baby, I see and- you. I'm just not going to answer you ever again. <laughs> I learned my fucking <laughs> lesson, dude. I just feel like, I don't know, my thing is if somebody doesn't respond, because I've written to people before and they don't respond to me, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say anything ever again, because it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's like, why do you want to keep doing that? It's like being aggressive like that isn't going to make things better. It's only going to make it worse. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to our next segment, Women Hating Women. You're a stupid bitch. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> How'd you get in here? This is a quick segment where we can be real about the things women do or say online that are annoying. And we just get to be honest that not all women are perfect angels because sometimes women are actually crazy or awful. And that's okay too. Okay. It's like something I really hate about the internet where I feel like a lot of times you're not allowed to be like, well, maybe she's just a bitch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I feel like you always have to be like, no, she had a reason. And it's like, why? Why can't she yeah. just suck? Maybe she sucks. Right. You're like, women suck just like men do. I just hate when you're accused of not being a feminist because you hate a bitch. Like, that doesn't, right. that, actually, that actually makes me more of a feminist because I can admit when a bitch is being a bitch, you know? Exactly. I mean, I'm not going to be fake and act like people are perfect because they're definitely not. Yeah, it's, it's equality, okay? Women are awful just like men. They can be assholes just like men. Okay, so there's a lot of bitches that were being crazy online. So first there was the ESPN drama that I don't know if everybody was keeping up with, but this bitch Rachel Nichols was talking some shit last year during the pandemic um, about one of her, I mean, co-workers, Maria Taylor, 
And the quote is, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you are feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You are not going to find it from me or taking my thing. Well, I think there's this element of it's like the this person's taking my job and that's why diversity sucks. That kind of vibe. And I'm, I always think that that's ridiculous because it's right. like I don't know. I don't know exactly this situation, but it's like, girl, like she's not taking your job. Like maybe you're right. not as good at your job as you think. And maybe she's better. So maybe they gave her the fucking job. And I also think I don't know. I have a personal problem with women and diversity and I don't know how to say it because I don't know how to you know be like super smart about it but I think it's like black and brown people have distinctly bad experiences that still persist women also have bad experience that still persists to this day but I think like if you're gonna have a diversity program or like with like how um some tv networks do like a diversity showcase where you cast people you're just just casting someone based off of like, oh, uh, this this white woman is a woman. <laughs> so that's diversity. Right. That bothers me. And like, I think that when she says that, I think that also that bothers me, too, when she's just like, I've been there. You know, I'm a woman. It's like, yeah, sure. But you're a fucking white woman. It's a very different experience. Right. It's like some some of these companies do give opportunities to whatever minority they think fits the bill, whether it's Asian, go down the list, right? But the reality is, historically, all of these groups have never been given these opportunities. So it's like sometimes it does happen where somebody who, quote unquote, does not deserve gets it, right? That's not the case here. Maria Taylor is hardworking, well-deserving, really talented, really, really a great uh, contributor. That Rachel Nichols is a bitch, basically. And the, the problem with diversity casting or whatever, when people are doing diversity jobs, is that some of these corporations do get it wrong sometimes. And it becomes frustrating for, for anybody. But also, historically, a lot of black and brown people haven't gotten shit. A lot of people with disabilities haven't gotten shit. People have always overlooked them. Like I had a, I have a friend who's in a wheelchair, a black woman. She's talented enough, okay? And she was tripping, like, mm-hmm. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve Which that. Which should be fair. Yeah, it, and it is. And uh, she was like, yeah. I don't deserve this. And I was like, yeah, but also, bitch, think of all the women, black women in a wheelchair before you that were fucking deserving. They fucking died with zero opportunities. I was like, do it for them. Like, I don't care. You'll get to the point where, you know, you are, quote unquote, deserving, whatever the fuck that even means. Right. I mean, let's let's talk about that shit. Because deserving doesn't mean right. shit. This is all arbitrary. It's all dumb shit. The, the problem with Rachel is she's trying to say this person doesn't deserve this because she's black. Like, oh, because she's a woman, it's fine. But because she's black, it's not fine. Like, is that was that the line for her? Like, that's why her quote gets so messy. We need to hear all these different voices and perspectives because then we automatically, especially in sports, you automatically assume men are the experts and they're fucking not. They're just not the experts, you know? Right. And I also think that there's like a huge part of this uh that people always forget when they say they're quote unquote losing their jobs to a person of color or whatever the fuck they are whatever the fuck they're framing it as (laughs) is that there's like one slot 
Like a lot of times right. you'll be like on a writing staff and people are like, oh, well, you got the diversity slot and that's why you're here. And it's like, bitch, there's one job. There was one job for that person. Like yeah. there weren't like a, like it wasn't like, you know, there'll be like 11, you know, white writers or whatever. And then there's one that's a person of color. And then people will like all pile on that person acting like right. that person took someone's job. But it's like that person was the only, there was the only person of color that got that. And there was only one spot for them. Like it's, that's what I think people, I just feel like that's not talked about enough too. And it's like this always this weird thing of like, you took my spot. And it's like, well, there was only one spot for me. Right. <laughs> or, you know, there was only there wasn't any there wasn't any room like they, they gave me a spot. They right. I wasn't it. competing against you, white dude. I was I'm competing against my Asian friend and my black friend and yeah. my this friend and my that. Yeah. friend. I one time had a, had a friend who was like, uh, you should submit to such and such job. And I was like, oh, well. Technically, I'm considered like a, a diversity hire, so um, they they won't hire me. And she was like, I just and this was a slip. She was like, I just think you're good enough to have like the white job. And I'm like, that is such a weird thing to say, bitch. But I was like, I get what she's trying to yeah. say. And that's that's what's fucked up about this industry that we're in and, and all of these uh, and anything that's in creative or entertainment or anything. It's like that is how it's looked at, you know, which is what she's trying to say but she can't get there because of her own bullshit yeah i feel like a lot of that quote feels very entitled like it feels yeah. very much like this was mine and it's like it wasn't yours every job is up for grabs everybody's standing yes. in line just like you well also because remember you know last summer was all the george floyd stuff exactly. and everything was getting really crazy a lot of companies were hiring more exactly. people of color but guess the fuck what those people had been there waiting for these right. damn jobs i tweeted something about that and it blew up and people were being weird like well aren't you happy that people are getting the opportunities and i'm like of course i'm happy that people are getting opportunities but it's like they weren't even being looked at before they've always been there you know and they've exactly. always been talented and always ready for these jobs and they're not coming and scooping your job they're getting the job that they deserve finally that's my right and yeah no, I feel like that, no, that quote right. just feels really entitled that's what i'm saying i'm like the first part of the quote it's like not that bad because you're like yeah espn has historically had an issue with diversity but then it gets real Real fucking privilege, real quick. Obviously, don't agree with what Rachel said. I do love her throwing ESPN under the bus. Like, I wish she would have thrown them under the bus harder in that conversation, but really, she was just showing what a jealous bitch she is. It was more um, self-focused. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, yeah, I agree. You know, black and brown people should have more opportunities. Yeah. It was like, yeah, well, if they want to do that, then they shouldn't be taking my stuff. Right. And it's like, oh, fuck off. Like, right. You should, you should be welcoming people into your fucking sandbox. And she's not the only white bitch that got into some hot water because of it. She's not. And I, I mean, I'm willing to bet there were lots of white everyone's that got in a lot of trouble because everybody's got an opinion when diversity all of a sudden gets talked about. But yeah, she was not the only one. Uh, Leandra Cohen, who is the former CEO of the former uh, Man Repeller website. <laughs> now it doesn't exist anymore. But she also got in a lot of hot water because while all of the George Floyd protests and things were going on, um, Man Repeller was one of the companies that made a statement, I believe, on diversity. And while she was making that statement, her employees were like, bro, you just literally fired a black woman who is very good at her job for no right. reason. And so there was a lot of that drama. And so Leandra just went on a podcast that just came out this week. Um, it's called The Cutting Room Floor, hosted by Rachel Omondi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She pretty much just exposed how incredibly privileged and um, what's the blind. word? Just like blind she is to other people's experiences and blind to her own experience. Really, right. like it was almost hard to believe. She sounded so like just out of touch. 
And yeah. it was really funny because at the beginning of the podcast, Rachel does an introduction and she's like, I didn't even want to air this podcast. I feel like it might have been irresponsible because Leandra's saying so many things that are so problematic. And it was it was a really interesting, weird, uncomfortable listen. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of weird and shit that like, she said. It was one of those things where she was like saying, like, I didn't realize I was privileged. I didn't realize that I was rich. I don't think of myself as like racist or I don't think of myself as this. And the woman, the woman who was hosting the podcast was like very calmly being like, I don't think that people are really calling you racist. I think they're calling you privileged. And it's just like this interesting conversation where you can tell she's she she's another one of those people that kind of makes everything about her. Yeah. And that's not what the conversation was about, you know, but yeah, it's just she, like, it's one of my, cringy. one of my favorite quotes is, uh, she said, I'm a hostage of my own mind. I was like, bitch, you, oh, yeah. that is the most narcissistic shit you can even say. Like, unless you have yeah. like fucking manic bipolar disorder, like you do not get to fucking say that shit. Like you are not, you're just right. a fucking self involved bitch. Like there's, you're not a hostage of your own mind. You're a hostage of your fucking narcissism, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. And it's like, it's that thing too of like when people are called out, how they all of a sudden, you know, cry or have all of these like, oh, you know, I'm just a hostage of my own mind. Or like, I didn't, th- I didn't grow up with anything. And it's like, bitch, you grew up on the Upper East Side yeah. with like private day schools, you know, all of the things that people would want. She really said that she thought she was growing up poor and she thinks that she used to think that at any moment she could be homeless. And it's like, what are you talking about? Are you yeah. saying these things to kind of like take us off the path <laughs> from the conversation? It feels like, we're getting a lot of that happening. Yeah, It's interesting to hear the different ways people handle being accused of racism or not dealing with diversity well or, you know, being shitty bosses and not treating their employees of color well. It's just weird how everybody takes it differently. You know, yeah. like I feel like both of these women took it in that direction where it was like, oh, poor me. Or like how Rachel was saying, like, this is taking my thing away. And Leandra was saying, like, well, I have had a hard life, too. And it's like, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? Right. I I found it fascinating when she was like, I I thought my mom was poor and I don't think my mom was ever poor. And all I thought was like, bitch, you never talked to your mom about ever any anything like you didn't talk to your mom about growing up and how she grew up and like none of that shit ever registered in your mind like girl you, you guys got money and she had been had money right. and that you never <laughs> ask questions you know like i know that my mom grew up poor and what's funny is that my mom does not think that she grew up poor because in her head she right. had like the like the basics like she whenever she wanted a new dress her mother made sure she'd get it but also my mom was essentially an, an only child like my my mom and her her sister are like 10 years apart so by the time my mom was like you know five the, the older one was like already kind of doing her own thing and I just cracks me up to think that like I know my mom did not have a lot of money and yet she right. was so happy with what she did have because she didn't take it for granted and she appreciated right. everything she had that in her head she was like, oh, I, I wasn't poor. But I, it's like, but you but you were, though. You grew up in El Salvador, you know, in the in the 60s. Yeah. And you guys like, you know, they, they fucking live in a clay house. You know what I'm saying? Like, you right. know, so it's like that. It's just fascinating that I'm like you. But you never talk to your parents about their life and their upbringing, which is like it's fucking no wonder you don't get to know the people around you and you don't even care about their experiences because right. you don't even know your own experiences with it within your own family. First of all, I think that 
growing up rich, <laughs> something happens to these people. I don't know if they're, you know, schooled to tell people they don't have a lot of money when they obviously have a fucking ton of money. Yeah. I don't know if that's because I, I feel like every friend I have that comes from money is always like, oh, well, we weren't like rich, rich. Like we didn't have like a lot of money. Like I made a video about that like two years ago because I was cracking up at like how many friends or how many people I've met that you are like, oh, so you're rich. And they're like, no, I wasn't rich. And it's like, what is this? Like you're it's almost like the less you have the more gratitude you have. Just like what you're talking about with your mom. Your mom didn't think she was poor because she didn't feel poor. And it's interesting because, like, the podcast, the host of this podcast who interviewed Leandra, she tweeted, honestly, the main thing I'd like people to take away from today's episode is gratitude. We see how ugly it is to be blessed with so much and to overlook it all. Just take a quick second to consider everything you have today and be so grateful. Because I do think, like, there, there's some mentality of, like, they had a, they have a, her parents had a summer house in Southampton. Yeah. She grew up on the Upper East Side. She went to a day school, private day school. It's like, where in that equation are you seeing poor and almost homeless? Please tell it's us. Also, because I don't, yeah. uh, the work isn't showing. It's that thing where it's like she always wanted more, you know, like when she was a kid, you know, like they went to a summer house and but she wanted to be whatever in Bali or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, she always wanted more, which is selfish and greedy. And that's what it boils down to, which, again, it's like that's just fucking narcissism. You know, she's only seeing herself like her being like, you can't even buy a salad at whatever the restaurant is where she only had 20 bucks. You know, she's like, you can't even buy a salad there with yeah. 20 bucks. It's like, bitch, shut up. What are you saying right now? <laughs> it was like the, that bitch, podcast. Women hating women. And this is why, bitch, shut up. How do these people still have a platform because at the end of the day girl that is what is is what shocks me too is like that bitch is gonna be fine not just because she's rich but she's gonna be fine you know like she will be fine and there's so much in, inside of me that freaks me out like oh my god i'm gonna back and sell a show and then my old tweets are gonna be exposed and i'm like yeah but i'll be fine because like nobody even fucking cares like look at the fucking rapist bill cosby is getting out he's going to be fine like there's something fucking fucked up and and masturbatory about the entertainment industry where it's like man you really can literally get away with murder i mean look at oj like these motherfuckers just survive and if you're in entertainment you will survive fame and money notoriety it makes it easy and yeah she shut her company down because she was feeling the heat i mean she like literally was just like i don't want to do this anymore like it was just like something i did because i got some money and then she just shut it down because she was getting heat for all the shit that she's actually done and that's another whole thing too when these people get called out and then they're like you know what instead of taking any responsibility i'm gonna talk about how i thought it was poor and i'm gonna close my company okay let's move on it's like the most privileged yeah they, they do they come back that was a wild episode to listen to for sure. People are weird, yeah. man. People are weird. Man. If there's one thing you can take away from this episode, it's that people are fucking weird, man. <laughs> Weirdos. All right, y'all. That's the episode this week of The Scroll Down with me, Marcella Arguello, and Nicole Thurman. Nicole, do you have anything you want to plug or anything you want to tell people or to follow you or whatever? On July 29th, I have a TV show premiering uh, on HBO Max called Jellystone. Ooh. It's a cartoon where all of the old Hanna-Barbera characters are going to be back and live in funky, crazy lives. And it's really funny. And please watch it on HBO Max, July 29th. That's awesome. Good for you. Congrats yeah. on that. Um, July 31st, I will be at headlining the bell house so come out to that nicole will be there if you want to come say what's Mm -hmm. up to nicole i'm trying to do an after party that after that show so tune in guys come come kick it come get some laughs come get some dancing it's gonna be a fun night thanks everybody that's the scroll down thanks bye y'all thanks y'all bye
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>